Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. We're going to get new bodies. Could I hear an amen right now? Yeah. You say, well, I don't really want to be recognizable as me. Look, relax. You're going to be glorious. Then Paul moves on to four different contrasts between our earthly body and a new body. Look at verse 42. So will it be with the resurrection of the dead. The body that is sown perishable. The body that dies, buried or cremated, is perishable to imperishable. Let's be honest, it doesn't matter who you are, most likely you have some fear of dying. Even as a Christ follower, the uncertainties of the process, will dying be fast or slow, painful or painless, etc.? Well, these tend to give a person some apprehension. Pastor Mark will be teaching that the Corinthian church had many of the same questions and concerns. The Apostle Paul addressed these questions and tried to give them assurances that for the Christian, God has everything under control. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 as he begins his message, A Brand New Body, Yes! First Corinthians chapter 15. Tonight we take a look into the future. Would you just turn to your neighbor already and say this? We're going to look at my future. Go ahead, just, just tell him. My, my future. Yeah, this is all about you. This is all about me. This is an amazing passage. At the end of the teaching... All of us will still have some questions because this is talking about the supernatural. So it's hard for us. And yet, we're going to be very enlightened. You're going to be very encouraged. And as I said, as we go through, you'll see a lot of practical things that God teaches us through the Apostle Paul. Now, in spite of all the amazing scientific advantages and advances that lengthen our lives today and make them more livable, One fact still remains. One day, all of us will die. Some young, some old, some abruptly. Others, well, we'll kind of know we have so many months to live. We'll get that word from the doctor. But all of us, except for the rapture, we will die. So Paul has been teaching on, in 1 Corinthians 15, all about the truth of the resurrection, the Easter story what that's all about. And as he does that, the people in Corinth come up with two questions. And we begin that in verse 35. But someone may ask, how 
are the dead raised? And here's the second question. With what kind of body will they come? So the first question Paul is going to address is this one. How are you and I, when we die and the body goes in the grave or we're cremated, how in the world will we be raised? Now, for most people, it doesn't seem possible that the physical matter of a person could somehow, in the end, be collected after it's decomposed back into the earth. How in the world God could connect all those pieces of dirt, DNA, and put it back together? Well, it's impossible for us. Nothing problem with God. I mean, what did God start with when he made you? Yeah, I won't ask you to turn to your neighbor and say you're just a bunch of dirt, but that's exactly what really happened. He started with it. It's not going to be a problem for him, but it's difficult for us. Now, Paul actually says this. Look at in Acts 26 eight. Why should any of you consider it incredible that God raises the dead? So what Paul's saying is, come on now, it's not a problem. It wasn't a problem for creation. It won't be any problem at all for that. So first thing you want to write, the answer to the question that people ask is, how in the world will this happen? Here's the answer. It's a simple, simple answer. How is it going to happen? God. That's how it's going to happen. And really, anything a God raises the dead. That's how it's going to happen. And Paul's going to explain the second part of that, like, What kind of body will they have? And that will begin to cause us to see that Paul answers it in many other ways. Now, remember, supernatural. It's beyond our natural mind. It's not something you've seen before. And so we have to understand, much of the scripture is supernatural. Now look at verse 16. Paul kind of says this. How foolish. What you sow does not come to life unless... It dies. When you sow, you do not plant the body that will be, but just a seed, perhaps of wheat or something else. So Paul says, you shouldn't have to ask how in the world this is going to work. You already know from an earthly, practical principle. A seed must die in the ground so that new life can emerge in the form of new fruit, or new grain. Paul says it's the same principle. The God will use this same exact principle in the spiritual realm with you and me. Jesus alluded to this when he was talking about, remember, he would share with his disciples his upcoming death and resurrection. Let me read it to you, John 12, verse 24. Jesus says this, I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. We actually talked about that in a spiritual sense. If I'm going to follow Christ, I have to deny myself, take up my cross, and follow him. It's death to myself. And when that happens, I become fruitful. So what Paul is saying is simply this. Our role model for someone who dies and then God puts everything back together is Jesus Christ. Now, here's Romans chapter 8. Look how Paul states this. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in who? You. The Spirit of God that raised Jesus Christ from the dead already lives in you. Now, again, what we're talking about is Christ followers. 
If you're not a Christian yet, then this doesn't relate to you as far as a glorified body in heaven because your destination will be another place. You don't want to even go there. So he says this, And just as God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. So how does this work? Here's what you want to write. Through death, God gives new life. That's a principle in farming and everything else, in our spiritual walk. Through my death to myself, dead to my old nature, God gives me new life and I become fruitful. Now, because it's a practical thing that can be understood a little bit, even though it's supernatural, Paul gives us three kind of word pictures. Can I put it like that? Seeds, our flesh, and then the planets. So let's just follow through as we go. Now, notice what he says. When you sow, you don't plant the body that will be, but just a seed, perhaps of wheat or something else. So you plant a seed of wheat or corn. Today, you're going to probably plant a GMO, a genetically modified organism, seed. It's kind of the way it is all over the world. You'd like to think that, well, I can kind of get away from that, but pretty much all of Europe, all of Asia, all of China, everything's moving that way. So good luck. That's what we're going to have. You plant it in the ground. What happens when you take that seed and plant it in the ground? Hello? It dies, and then it what? It decays. And it just decays in the ground. And then soon, what happens out of that death? A little green shoot comes. And there's life in it. It's new. When we see this tiny blade pushed through the soil, let's say we planted corn, this one little piece of corn becomes what? A corn stalk. Now, it's related. When you plant corn, you didn't get wheat. It's related. So when you die, you won't come back as a girl if you're a guy. (laughs) Or vice versa. I'll tell you later, we're all going to be beautiful. Could I hear an amen for that? That's okay, okay. And so Paul is just trying to say, eventually, that corn will become a corn stock. So from the death of the kernel of corn seed comes something, a totally different looking plant, and yet it's connected. It's corn, it's not wheat. Now, in that same fashion, the resurrection will produce a new body for you and me that will be much more glorious I mean, when that stock comes up, how many like a piece of fresh buttered corn right now? Which, yeah, that's a lot better than here, have a seed of corn. So when it comes up, it's connected, it's corn, but it's much more glorious. And you're going to see that as we go through Paul's getting to his point. Now, verse 38, we have the solution I just gave you a moment ago. But God gives it a body as he has determined. And to each kind of seed, he gives its own body. But God. See, remember, the answer to our questions is always God. God's supernatural. He's all-knowing. He's all-powerful. He knows things that we don't know. The genetic makeup of every seed that is given by God produces amazing results. And as I said, no one sows corn and gets wheat. God makes sure that works. Now, he moves past the seed to the flesh. Look at verse 39. All flesh 
is not the same. Men have one kind of flesh. Animals have another. Birds another. And fish another. Paul says, I can't tell you exactly what your new heavenly body will look like, but it's going to be great. God is such a God of variety, and his creations are so awesome. There's all these different kinds of animals and birds and fish. When you go to the zoo, I'm sure you've done this yourself. You go in and you're amazed at the variety of animals, aren't you? You go like, I never knew that. I just did a query yesterday quick. There are 10,000 species and 22,000 species of birds in the world. I mean, it's amazing, isn't it? I mean, when we lived up north, we just looked for the robin. That's all we looked for because the end was coming. But the thing is, 32,000 different species and subspecies of birds. 32,000. Now, one of them alike. All different. We were some friends last night. And out in the backyard, he came a bunting something, whatever. What was the name of it? Painted bunting, that was it. My wife knew it, and we looked it up. Unbelievable. Painted bunting is fantastic. Well, they're all different. They just came in. Now, how about fish? There's more than 30,000 species of fish in the world. Now, who created all those? No, there was a think tank that did that. It was God. Is that amazing? It was God. Now... Paul says this same God who created all of these animals, he's going to put you and I back together in a new way. He's going to give us a unique kind of body for each of us. Then he moves on to the third illustration, verse 40. There are also heavenly bodies and there are earthly bodies. But the splendor of the heavenly bodies is one kind and the splendor of the earthly bodies is is another. Verse 40. There are also heavenly bodies and there are earthly bodies, but the splendor, but the splendor, notice here again, I just want to repeat this thing, but the splendor of the heavenly bodies is what? One kind and the earthly kind is what? Another kind. So there's differentiation. Then watch this, verse 41. The sun has one kind of splendor, the moon another, and the stars another. And the stars different from star and splendor. No two stars are alike. No two planets are alike. When you think of heavenly bodies, the star, the moon, planets, all of those are unique and different. As great as our earthly bodies are here, our heavenly bodies will have much more splendor than even that. So God has this unlimited creative power And we will have different yet connected new bodies. Our DNA from earth will be transferred into our new bodies. Now, here's a couple things. When we get there, we'll still have our personalities. You'll know it's you. And other people will know it's you. And that personality will be in a new body. Now, you say, well, I don't really like my personality now. Don't worry, God's going to clean that sucker up. If you're one of those negative, critical person, you ain't going to be negative, critical in heaven. It ain't going to happen. But he's going to take the sin nature away from us. When he takes the sin nature away from us, our personalities will be like his. We're going to be joyful, full of the joy of the Lord. And you'll be recognizable when you get there. So what Paul is trying to do is, you can just write this down because sometimes we think it's going to be so weird. What in the world are we going to look like? Our new bodies will be different, but connected different, but connected. Now, when we get to heaven, 
And the earth is redone, and there's lots of debate on how all that's going to work, but we're talking about our bodies. When that's all redone, we notice one of the things in Revelation, there's no more sea. So that causes me, as a scientist, a lot of thinking. Because how much of your body is water? Whew, amazing amount. And much of the world is what? Water. So there's going to be something different with our skin. I don't know what it's going to be like or whatever. But when Jesus was resurrected, what did he have? He had flesh and he had what? Bones. You could see his scars. So what that point meant was we're not going to be like aliens in heaven. You're going to be recognizable. Jesus was recognizable. And so it is going to be unique. It is going to be different. Now, let me read to you out of Matthew Matthew 17, just listen to me. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them up on a high mountain by themselves. You remember this transfiguration. There he was transferred before them. His face shone like the sun. His clothes became as white as light. So there's already a kind of a picture of what eventually it would be. Just then, there appeared before them Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. And Peter said to him, good old Peter, foot in mouth, here we go. Lord, it's good for us to be here. If you wish, I'll put up three shelters. I go to Home Depot, build this whole thing. We can sit here for the rest of our life. One for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. Now, Moses had been dead 1,400 years. Elijah had been translated to heaven 900 years before. Suddenly on the mountain, they did what? They appeared. How'd they get there? They didn't take a jet. They didn't walk. How'd they get there? They, God got them there, new body, somehow. Now, when they got there, notice, they didn't say to Jesus, give me a name tag. My name's Elijah. My name's Moses. How did the disciples recognize them? I really don't know, but they knew who it was. So see, our new bodies will be what? Recognizable. That's a good thing. Now, it's not the same old body. That's a good thing. And we'll get there in a moment. Now, the new bodies evidently are able to travel, and I'll have more to say about that later, kind of free from limitations and effortless. So a couple things you want to write. First thing you want to write is this. Our new bodies will be recognizable. Now, remember, we're going to be different, and I joke with you about this a lot, but I really don't know what that will be. You'll recognize my face, but I'm going to be 6'11". You know that. Okay? You'll recognize my voice. as Balmer speaking over there. You'll recognize my voice. You'll go over and have fun together. Maybe I'll have my happy, happy, happy shirt on or something that you'll recognize. When you understand that our new bodies will be recognizable, what does that remind you about? Heaven is all about It's about people. By the way, life is all about people. When you are around people, we're doing what God made us do. Love God and love people. Hang together. Marriage is about wonderful things. I did a premarital and all the people we marry and all those things. They're just amazing. All the amazing things are coming. But in the end, what is marriage? It's two people enjoying each other. See, what is heaven about? It's simply about people. Now, since our minds are going to be perfect, we'll have great memories. We'll see some of the great saints in the Bible. 
Some of you, I know, you've emailed me through the years and said, well, when I get to heaven, I'm going to, first thing I'm doing is going to get in line with Jesus and God and ask them a lot of questions I have on my iPhone or iPad or whatever. Maybe after you've kneeled down for 2,000 years, then you'll ask him a question. I don't think you're going to be asking any questions. I think you're going to go like, wow, this is unbelievable. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus, I'm here. Warren Wiersbe says this, I think it's so important for us. The resurrection process is not reconstruction. (laughs) Okay. I say, well, what in the world are you talking about? Well, think about this. God isn't going to be on this search to find our old body parts. I'm looking for Balmer's left ear. I can't find it. Because when we go into the ground, after a certain period of time, what's left? Nothing. It's dust. And by the way, I'll just address it here because things have changed dramatically in our world. Cremation is now done mostly all over the world because there's not enough land. And some people worried, and you can do whatever you like. I mean, it's not my responsibility or my business really to say to you, how do you want to be buried or cremated? But understand that cremation does nothing but speed up what the natural thing happens when you go on the ground. So I'm going to be cremated. It's okay. You say, well, if you do that, how in the world is God? Relax. Put yourself in the ground. Few years, what do you have? Same. It's not a difficult thing for God. God knows what he's doing. Now think about this. Let's talk about the flight we're looking at. We may never find the flight. You okay with that? We may never find the flight. So let's say it was a fire. On 9-11, what happened to those thousands of people in New York City? What were they? Instantly what? Cremated. Is that going to be a problem for God? No, it's not a problem for God. So understand we're talking supernatural again. So is that this reconstruction that God's going to go out and try to find our parts? And you get up to heaven, I wrote it like this. Can you imagine getting to heaven and you look in a mirror and there's that old crooked nose that was broken in college? No, it's going to be straight. It's going to be new. It's going to be, it's you. I don't know whether it'll be a big nose like you got now or a smaller nose. I don't know whatever it'll be. But you'll be recognizable. It's not like this home improvement project. We're going to get new bodies. Can I hear an amen right now? Yeah. You say, well, I don't really want to be recognizable as me. Look, relax. You're going to be glorious. Then Paul moves on to four different contrasts between our earthly body and a new body. Look at verse 42. So will it be with the resurrection of the dead. The body that is sown perishable. The body that dies buried or cremated is perishable to imperishable before death perishable after death imperishable today pastor mark addressed the questions the corinthians had regarding death and resurrection and how god made that all work you were told that god's got it all figured out you were reminded that god who made everything you see out of nothing won't have any problem with reassembling people from the dust of death. We know social media is a big part of everyone's lives, and it's a great way to stay connected with each other. We'd like to add a little bit of joy and Jesus to your Facebook and Twitter pages, so come like and follow us. You'll be able to keep up to date with all the latest information about Pastor Mark, the Ministry of Lessons for Living, and the church behind it, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to connect. 
That's LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue his teaching, A Brand New Body. Yes, you'll hear more about the questions the people of the church in Corinth had and Paul's answers to those questions. A lot of the questions you might have about what happens after you die might get answered and give you a better idea of how God's going to make all of that work. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. in a herd